Hey folks, this podcast is brought to you by RivianStories.com. Please join us there to get the latest Rivian news, pics, and videos from Rivian owners and true fans. We also have t-shirts, hats, and gear guides for your next adventure. And lastly, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or even both. It actually does help us grow and keep making content. Thanks. Uh, thanks for joining. So we have a handful of things to talk about today, and I'll go ahead and put them on the show notes if you want to look ahead and skip ahead if you're on YouTube or the podcast. And so, by the way, if you're tuning into this from the YouTube crowd, realize that you can listen to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google or any kind of that stuff. We're, we're doing the actual podcast thing again, and uh, vice versa. If you're on the podcast, check us out on YouTube. So the first thing I would love to talk about, guys, is just an overview of the delivery process for Rivian. Jimmy, you have gone through the complete process beginning to end. I'll kick us off with the first thing. Uh, You have a configurator. uh, You have the ability to go in there and make changes. And one of the first things that can happen that can clue you into that you're getting close is if you can't update that configuration. (laughs) So some people in the Rivian community check their configurator 18 times a day to see if it's still, quote, unlocked. And if it's locked, it might, it means that you're getting close. Jimmy, did, did you first discover yours being locked? Remind me of how that went down. So I discovered um, mine being locked because I had uh, my morning email check when I wake up to see what, what hit the inbox. And I had an email stating that my configuration had been updated, mm-hmm. but I did not change my <laughs> configuration. Um, turns out once I was as close as I was, they were pulling camp kitchens off of, off of configurations because they weren't deliverable yet. And they didn't want to have any, uh, do outs or I, you know, they didn't want to have any IOUs for any of the merchandise or accessories. And then that's when I noticed that my configuration was locked and in order to make any additional changes to okay. contact your guide. What are our insights on what that means on the back end for Rivian as far as a locked configuration? Because you can still make changes, but it's just going to be through your guide, correct? Right. Yeah, you can still make changes. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm jumping way ahead here, but, you know, I, I think one thing that we, the three of us, has talk, have talked about in the past is uh, with this batch building, I mean, they built, they have built hundreds Um I mean, technically thousands at this point, I mean, low thousands, but they built thousands of trucks and, uh, you know, they had probably done enough work behind the scenes to match me with a vehicle. You know, when they locked my configuration, they have, they already had in mind that there was a Oak Glacier white launch edition, black mountain interior, R1T on twenties with the off-road package, um, in the standard twenties at that. Um, basically everything that matched my configuration for a truck to be built as far as accessories, those can get thrown on whenever, but there, there was a, tr- they had a truck in mind for me mm-hmm. at that point in time. And that's good. Cause it leads to the next thing. And Scott, you can jump in with any other insights you have that would like help, <clears throat> help the overall audience pre-order community about what's going on behind the scenes. Not even that, but just like the timing of it all and what it all actually means. Because after you lock in your configuration, the next thing is you're going to get a PBA. Um, preliminary buyer's agreement, right? A, a purchase agreement. You're going to sign that, and then you're going to go on to the infamous eight steps. Any, um, what we can talk about, we don't have to go through all those eight steps. Maybe we'll put up a screenshot of what happens. 
uh, through those eight steps, and that's mainly figuring out things like insurance and payment and all that kind of stuff. Um, but any kind of other insight you want to give into the PBA and the eight-step process that would be helpful? Well, I was just going to say a couple of things about PBAs because we've seen it go a little bit differently from person to person. Some PBAs may come when there is a vehicle in production that matches your configuration where the vehicle's still at the plant before it even ships out to your local service center. We've seen other PBAs come that is obviously after the the vehicle has arrived at the local service center because then almost immediately thereafter once the service center has done the pre-delivery inspection that's when the VIN gets assigned and it opens up the actual eight-step purchasing process. And so we've seen different periods of time between PBA and when the eight-step purchasing process starts. Super helpful. Yeah. Very true. So the you're not going to get the eight steps until you have your VIN. After the inspection at the delivery center, they know that it's arrived where it needs to without any major damage. Although sometimes we've seen some damage then even after the eight steps like um, come through and they have to kind of uh, reloop back around, right? Uh, but that's not been the norm. The norm is that once you get that eight steps, right. you're getting pretty close. And the good news for that is the eight steps is pretty easy. It's all done on your phone. Uh, it's very well integrated with with tech as far as snapping pictures of insurance documents and all that kind of stuff to where it's, um, it doesn't really take too long, right? Jimmy, how long does it take you to get through the eight steps? The guy that took a little longer simply because I was, uh, not in the same state as Nikki when we did ours. So, you know, trying to get some of that, trying to get some of that documentation took a little longer just because, um, of the distance between and it was in the middle of the work day and I was in a hurry to get it all knocked out. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, you know, I think I stated this, uh, two episodes ago when I was talking about the eight steps, but it's definitely something like you stated, Kyle, you're going to want to do on your phone because they've made it so easy to do with, uh, integrated take pic, you know, the take picture button on your, on your phone or upload from your gallery. If you've already, if you've already jumped the gun and, um, you know, taken pictures of, the front back of your driver's license, your insurance card. Well, insurance card plays into later because they actually want to have your VIN on it for your truck or your, or your R1S. Um, they, they want uh, pictures of the license plate that you're moving over if you are doing that. Um, if you are trading on a car, they want the work they, um, they need like your seven or 10 day payoff. Um, they want uh, the registration for the vehicle that you are moving the plate from. Um, there's a whole slew of things that you're going to end up, up uh, uploading into the eight steps. And from your phone, it's it makes the whole process so seamless. Um, I just, I would recommend being in the same room, if not, uh, preferably the same state, if not the same room <laughs> as your wife, if you are. Yeah. But I mean, what we're getting at is we're talking several hours for the eight steps, not several days. It's just a matter of locating documents. Oh, yeah. sure. I mean, 
Right. I mean, they, they kind of give you an idea of how long, like in the eight steps, they kind of give you an idea of how long mm-hmm. each step takes. Um, and, and for me, I mean, the longest step might, the longest step might have been the mm-hmm. trade-in, um, cause we did trade in a car. So you've got to wait for the appraiser, mm-hmm. so to speak, to look through and, you know, get, get comparables for a 2017 yeah, Chevy Bolt. That was super fast. I mean, I remember them saying like, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was in about yeah. two hours, um, that it took for them to come yeah. back to us. And that was the longest I mean, I way think to wait. That's fast. I don't know. Um, it's like, that's really yeah. right. Yeah. 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 I mean, compared yeah. to, yeah, compared to some of the other steps are like five minutes, you know, mm. like you're, you're taking pictures of the front and back right. of your driver's license. That's Kate. Um, you just got to make sure you take a clean photo. And I was so excited. I was, I was probably <laughs> shaking and, you know, my, the first couple of photos I took were, were yeah. hot garbage. What happens, uh, right after the eight <laughs> steps are complete? So, well, the eight, so your eighth step isn't going to be complete until, well, depending on your delivery, um, date, if they are booked far enough out, um, that eighth step will unlock until from what I've seen, at least the week before your delivery, because they don't go so far out because there are, there are, uh, I'm assuming they're because of the different variables and the what if scenarios that could happen. Um, they don't want to get so far ahead that then they create a bottleneck. So they go, they only go like a week and a half mm-hmm. at a time. Don't expect to schedule something two or three weeks ahead. Yeah. Like they're, it's not going to be. That's yeah. Not Cause thing. what I was getting at is this eight step eight is directly, um, tied into the actual delivery date. Go ahead, Skylar. You, you got it. That's what, that's where I was going to go is that step mm-hmm. eight is scheduling your delivery. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you'll see on step eight, you'll see that until the day, until the day of delivery, you'll see April 4th at, you know, 5 PM mm-hmm. in our instance, um, yeah. for delivery. So that entire time, your R1 will either will be at the delivery center that's closest to you, and mm-hmm. you're going to have a few options, really two options to get it. Either you're going to pick it up from the delivery center, or it's going to come to you. It's going to come to you either on a rollback or it's going to be driven. Let's talk about some of those variables, what we've kind of found out just by testimonials of deliveries and whatnot. So first of all, if you pick up from the delivery center, that's somewhat self-explanatory. You're either going to drive your trade in there or whatever, and you're going to pick it up from there. Um, What's the uh, big deciding factor? I know this, but I'm going to ask, what's the big deciding factor between someone driving your R1 to your house versus it coming on a rollback? Distance Mm -hmm. from from the delivery center. Yeah. And I've heard a couple different figures. I've heard 60 miles and I've also heard 15 miles. So I don't know which one is official policy, but yeah, it, it's absolutely based on distance to the local, the local delivery center. Mm-hmm. Close yeah. to the delivery center. Jimmy, you took obviously delivery at your house, as we all know by now, but do we want to kind of say anything as far as the process? I would imagine it's 
somewhat similar between the delivery center and at your house, house as far as like the papers that need to be signed or whatnot. One question might be, which one should I do? Like some people would be willing to travel to the delivery center versus at home. Do you guys have any insights as far as the pros and cons of where to take delivery? I know for us, we wanted to get the truck with as little opportunity for damage mm -hmm. as possible um, because we had a really good idea that you, we were going to PPF the truck, whether that was a full a full driver's kit where it's the f entire front clip and A-pillars and mirrors, or it was going to be a full wrap. We hadn't really decided which one at that point, um, but I wanted as minimum uh, drive time on the road as possible. I mean, granted, they, they're facing into the road, and our truck did have some bug guts smashed on the hood in the grill when um, when we took delivery, which is fine. Mm -hmm. No complaints. Um, but you know, Florida roads, any roads, you're you're especially driving. You're bound to to catch a rock or something at some point. It's just a. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. And for us, we wanted to ensure that we were going to have the cleanest truck going to the mm -hmm. detailers as possible. Um, yeah. But some people like driving it. Yeah, some people mm -hmm. like driving it right away, you know, and, and they have no intention of wrapping it. And, you know, we've we've ha we've got some people in RS that did, you know, three hour, three mm -hmm. hour pickups. Um, yep. So. Yeah, so much less of a chance of any kind of rock when it's going to be up on a rollback behind a truck in front of it, you know, up off the ground, bug guts, but mm -hmm. much less chance of like a pebble bouncing right. along the road that's going to get way up there um, for sure. I know that like for me, just to kind of chime in, Skylar, you can say anything else comes to your mind, but my delivery center is attached to the factory, you know, on the back side of it to where if I go there, like some people have been getting tours um, and it's obviously a much bigger like experience as far as like traveling to the promised land like the homeland of Rivian so that's appealing to me and so some of it will depend on like if there's an experience like that around uh your neck of the woods uh versus not and then like Jimmy said huge as far as getting it wrapped um I would have to drive 60 miles back and if I was going to get wrapped then you know Illinois roads uh, Florida roads have nothing on Illinois roads. Skylar, can you think of anything else uh, here as far as like pros and cons or what you're planning on doing? So I think the home delivery option is awesome. Right now, for me living in central Texas, I know that the, the, the nearest delivery center is up in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And if it helped me get my vehicle days or a week sooner i would absolutely go up to dallas and i would drive it back myself and i'd be more than happy to do that the other interesting thing about the dallas facility is that it is a temporary facility and because it's not on brand for rivian they're not even allowing pickups at the facility Mm -hmm. Yep. That's a great point. I think that the home delivery thing, I'll be honest because all my neighbors still ask me every week. I think they've quit asking me actually. They're tired of asking me when are you get in your Rivian. 
Um, the home delivery thing could be cool. Like depending on the time of day, if neighbors were home, I'm sure they'd come out and be there. That has its own bit of uh, of a special feel. But I think that with my case, I'm definitely going to try and go up there if I can. I I'd love to take my family up there too. Hopefully that would work out. Getting back to the delivery day, whether you're going to take delivery at a service center or at home, it's getting your vehicle, getting the necessary paperwork done there. Jimmy, take us through in Skylar 2, the biggest things you're signing there and how much time to expect that to take, especially if you don't have a surprise entourage from Florida and El or from Texas and <laughs> Illinois. Um, what, what's the timing like there uh, as far as like a typical yeah. experience for people to plan on? I mean, it was, it was pretty quick. I mean, there was some documents that you signed actual wet signatures if i recall right and then there was a couple documents that were digital signatures on an ipad mm -hmm. um it might have taken right. 10 minutes if that and that was simply because once i was done i handed nikki the ipad and then she handed the ipad mm -hmm. to aaron or i i signed the papers and i and then i handed the pen to nikki i mean that was yeah we spent more time signing <laughs> media releases than i think we actually did you know between the between the four of us yeah um because the bulk of the time yeah. I think that they would have a lot is actually whether you want to get a little bit of a tour from your delivery guy or gal, whether you want like a little quick start, whether you want the full thing, um, the amount of time you're going to inspect the vehicle, they do leave time for that. Or if you want right. a touchless, contactless delivery, that is also an option. I, I will say with regards to the amount of signatures I know that I saw Jimmy sign one vehicle related document and also had to sign a notary book because mm -hmm. the delivery specialists are notaries so that everything will be official and legal. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, there might've been one more actual wet signature that you had to do outside of the notary book and one document that I saw, but the paperwork side of it really can be done very quickly. Yeah, I think it might have been a the tag, the tag transfer was I think that that mm -hmm. last document. I mean, it was it was too simple. I mean, and again, I'm not that guy. I, you tell me to sign something if I know I'm going to be buying a truck or a house, I'm just going to sign it. I, yeah. I don't read it. I'm ready to. I'm ready to move in the house. I'm ready to buy the day. I've got a special contract for you next time I see you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, getting yeah. into more of what many people want to know as far as like useful information for delivery of. Do you have any tips, or can we give any tips of things to look for? And I'll actually just come out and say that we have a delivery checklist at RivianStories.com. Head on over there because it's just a list of kind of known issues that we've seen that you might want to look for. And we don't have to like, let's not review all that. Let's just say go to RivianStories.com, look at the delivery checklist because there's some things that you just want to peek at yep. that we've been keeping tabs on that are known issues and things from like panel gaps to, to whatever. But beyond that, Jimmy, was there anything that you're like, go ahead and take the time to get your delivery specialist to walk you through that. And I guess what I'm getting at is they help you set up a profile, right? I mean, if you're going to do a contactless delivery, those are things you would have to do yourself. Right. And I know Nikki kind of had a little mm -hmm. bit of a blip and that was because of something, but take it away as far as like 
if you're going to spend five or 10 minutes, what would you, what would you spend it on? Yeah. So, uh, that instance that you're talking about is both of the phone keys ended up mm -hmm. coming to me. Um, so I had to delete, I had to delete that second phone key and then invite Nikki mm -hmm. as a driver, um, which then gave her access to having the phone as a key. Um, since there is only one key fob, there are two key cards and one uh, wristband, which um, we did not get at delivery and we are still actually waiting on. I would definitely recommend, at a minimum, I would recommend having your guide or the field specialist, excuse me, walk you through mm -hmm. setting up those profiles because I'm not, it's not that the, the setup isn't intuitive. It, it actually is very intuitive. Um, but I know for me, I'm going to get, I'm, I'm going to get so far out ahead of everything else that I'm going to forget about mm -hmm. doing those little things. And it was nice to just to have somebody kind of mm -hmm. rein me in, um, and, and keep me grounded versus, um, flying off the handle and, and right. jumping ahead yeah. of steps. Uh, Skylar, do you have anything else that you want to throw in there as far as like tips when you have access to that delivery specialist? I'd say watch out if there's a delivery specialist that's doing nothing but filming. <laughs> yeah. Especially with, uh, yeah. definitely be careful uh, if Rivian Joe is there. <laughs> yeah. I, I would agree, so um, Jimmy, that if so I was going to get anything, it's like, yeah, let's just set up the profiles and get all of the computer and set up. And for sure, if you've yet to drive, go ahead and get that tour of it's, it's intuitive, but get that tour right. as far as selecting your drive modes and putting it into drive and putting it in a park and what it looks like to have the hold and all that kind of stuff, just to make sure that you're comfortable driving out of there. And right. I know that obviously we saw your truck go in reverse off the rollback and pull into your driveway. So we knew that, you know, it's obviously working. Do some people take a quick five-minute test drive with their delivery specialist? Or what are we hearing uh, about that kind of stuff right now? Charles Kim mm -hmm. did. I mean, that was that was probably the first delivery that we got to watch, and that was he, he live-streamed that mm -hmm. for us on Instagram. Let me say this, too. It, seven days, 1,000 miles. You know, I mean, if you want to you want to drive the vehicle, drive the vehicle. If you're not 100% uh, sold on it, um, definitely don't do what Nikki and I did. I mean, we knew right away mm -hmm. we were going to get the truck no matter what. Um, but I wouldn't, don't take the truck to the detail shop and have it there for 10 days. Um, because your window will come and go and you drove it. Yeah. That's a great once, point, Jimmy. Essentially by the time, yeah, by the time we took it there. Seven days you know, so, or a thousand miles to restate that. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. I mean, take, take the time to open up all the doors and try all the buttons and, and mm -hmm. drive the truck at speed, at slow yep. speeds. Um, yep. Cause we've heard, yeah, alignment, you know, I, yep. I would say we've heard like ahead. maybe a report or two, like yeah. oh, mine's kind of pulling the right to a little bit. So I got that. Yep. Right. Yep. I mean, you kind of had a few things in for like service requests right away. They bundled a couple in, they're bundling some more. And so you're already on that train and we'll maybe cover yep. service later. Cause I already saw a post today about service on YouTube. We won't get too much into that right now, but, uh, obviously from the get go, um, you're able to get some things going, so that's good, and you'll get some more things going soon mm -hmm. as far as corrections and whatnot. So all in all, though, when I think about just 
you know, we spend a lot of time trying to go into every nook and cranny and corner of the delivery process. And when you compare it to like the last car I bought from a dealer, there's good dealers, there's bad, there's everyone in between. But I think it's a neat process. I mean, I think it's super convenient. It's streamlined for a brand new company doing this. I think it's gone pretty well. Obviously, there's a lot to correct and make better. But um, I think it's they thought through it pretty well, mm-hmm. from what I can tell. And large majority of delivery experiences that we've heard about have been overwhelmingly positive. And then, Jimmy, I mean, once you have it, my, you know, don't have to say goodbye to it for two weeks. That's the biggest reason I don't want to get protection done. <laughs> but can you just give us like an overall, you, you took it in, you got protection, you did the whole thing. We're, we're going to talk about that later. Subscribe and tune in because we're actually having a specialist for PPF and ceramic coating coming onto the show next week. We're just going to interview and get the pros and cons of all of the above. So I don't want to get into that a ton, but you've got it back and now you've been driving it. Can you just give us the high points of what it's been like? What's been the experience now that you're driving the R1T? Give us the update. Um, it's it's so much fun to drive. Uh, <laughs> Sadly, Nikki hasn't been doing that. Um, yeah, you got to get her another one. And she's in. And she's in yeah. Virginia. Yeah, she's in Virginia for the next week, so mm-hmm. she's on a lot. I love the way it drives. I don't know. I'm I'm terrible at this too, just because I'm very much in love with this truck when it comes like how it drives, how you sit in it. Um, I mean, it's it's very mm-hmm. much a truck. You know, I, you know, there's a lot of people that will hate on it not being a truck, but when you when you can sit in this thing and your and your legs are almost at a 90 degree angle and you're like sitting comfortably in the you know like it is extremely mm-hmm. big on the inside, um, and uh, it's been a blast to drive. I love probably my favorite was and I told you guys about this uh, via text um, when a Model Three drives past you. <laughs> And he's videoing you, uh, you know, videoing, videoing your truck uh, as as he drives by. <laughs> well, yeah, and awesome. you sent us another one, I think, over the weekend. And it's like, hey, when your buddy sends you pictures that someone <laughs> sent them of you in your truck, you oh, know, yeah. like as, yeah. as a Rivian yeah, sighting, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that feels pretty cool. I think that that's my biggest takeaway that I hear yeah. from everyone. Like everyone will say, just get ready. You feel like a celebrity, meaning the amount of uh, heads that mm-hmm. are turned, the amount of interest, the amount of conversations you'll have picking up groceries and everywhere in between that it really is a head turner and just be prepared, like yeah. budget extra time when you're going to do errands because you will have to talk to people. And uh, represent Rivian well. Be nice. Yeah. Talk to people. Sell a few every day. Keep going uh, for sure. Make extra yep. time. And we have so many generous people inside the RS community that are already, you know, giving tours at grocery parking lots. Um, people that they do know, letting them drive. Um, oh, Jimmy, you went this past weekend to an EV show. You said that you got like 410 grubby hands. You had to clean it all, but you took one for the team. You you let people get it greasy. Um, so stuff like that, oh, uh, yeah. I would just encourage the RS community to continue to do uh, because we do have the chance. I mean, people are interested uh, for sure, and they're going to continue to be interested but that might be the biggest takeaway if you get one of these early rivians just be prepared for the celebrity status mm-hmm. yeah um 
I would oh, yeah. imagine there's no, we haven't heard anyone say that the drive experience itself is underwhelming. Everyone feel like, feels like they're getting an over delivery in terms yeah. of that. Even people coming from a Model S or whatever it might be, like nice vehicles before, I've always joked that I'm gonna, definitely going to be impressed. But um, I, yeah. I have a quick question for Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And obviously we've seen yeah. a handful of pictures, but Jimmy, what do you think of the stealth matte PPF wrap on the white? It's, um, it's funny. It's, it's more of a sleeper. Um, it doesn't, you know, for instance, Ryan Reels, uh, launch green matte wrap and, and, um, you can tell from a distance that it's stealth, mm-hmm. but when you see ours, it's not until you see it in uh, at certain light or at certain angles before you finally realize that what you're looking at is is a matte is a matte finish. Um, but I like it. I like it. between the matte wrap and the ceramic. Uh, the drive down from Jacksonville down to Melbourne today, um, I had about uh, 25 <laughs> casualties of love bugs <laughs> and uh they they wiped right off with water and a microfiber towel like i didn't have to i wasn't scrubbing that the ceramic coat is no joke uh it was i if you don't do anything just get mm-hmm. it ceramic coated um i've never i've never had anything like that done in my entire life let alone uh ppf but the ceramic is where it's at, at. the stealth ppf uh the one I saw on the L cap was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> like you're talking about Jimmy, like for white, it's a little bit sleeper. You have yeah. to kind of get to it for L cap. It just like, even from a long way away, it almost looks like a computer right. rendition in real life, you know, like some sort of CGI in yeah. real life <laughs> of how it like diffuses the light. It's, it's pretty, right. it's pretty wild. Yeah. You've pointed out one other thing here. Oh my, you see this post that I'm on. I mean, not to go from, yeah, don't don't go. <laughs> go don't, from heavenly go white to just skip that part. To your wheel here. What's the update on the spare wheel? And um, as you're looking through this on YouTube, if you're looking, you can see what's going on here. But do you want to give us like the quick story on this and what we're learning? Take your time. Uh, read the instructions. Um, I don't really have anything <laughs> else to say other than public service announcement. Mm -hmm. So the threaded rod that secures everything in place in the spare tire area, and this is true on the R1T, and it will be on the R1S as well. You've got to be, or actually, you need to remove that rod. There is Mm -hmm. a way to remove that rod before you take the tire in or out. Mm -hmm. And there's been several people now that have tried to get the spare out without removing that rod and have scratched their wheels. You know, nine times out of 10, when, when Kyle Schuyler or myself or our spouses are stuck on the side of the road and you're trying to get your spare out of there, um, you're not reaching for a manual. You're not, you're, you're trying to get, out of that scenario or that situation mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. Um, and even if you did have the book out, you're, you're again, you're flustered. I agree, Go Jimmy. I mean, it's, it's not intuitive. I feel like it could have been designed differently <sighs> and better. 
to where that would not be an issue. Yeah. But for the time being, people need to look. Was it in the towing guide? It's it's. I think it's both in the towing operator guide, the tow operator guide, as well as the owner's manual. But it there's as it, yeah, I updated my post right there that you're yep. looking at and highlighting, Kyle. Um, you actually use you actually use so once you unscrew this large nut that's about the size of a coffee cup in diameter, um, you actually use the nut to then remove the bolt or the threaded rod because there's actually a wrench fitting two different wrench fittings on there the same size. This is one on each side of the nut. And that's a comb. Um, that you right. actually... Sure. Yeah. Right sure. here. I got it up. Yeah. So you actually use... Yeah, you actually use that... Oh. Yeah. ...piece. And you you actually unscrew... You use mm -hmm. it as a wrench to unscrew the yep. threaded rod. I don't know. I actually... I do plan on doing a video of... Uh, mm -hmm. removing the tire um so expect that here cool. i might do that next week once i get back from melbourne because it um it's not for the faint of heart i'm not gonna lie to you especially the especially the 20 with the 275 oh, yeah. that's a beast of a uh, tire. tire holy cow it's it's yeah it's no joke especially the it's no joke kind of position you have to put yourself in to get there you know it's not exactly correct it can be pretty awkward for sure um, yeah but that yeah that'd be a great video for people too jimmy so yeah, really thank, good video thank you in advance yeah. for doing that and i think the other yeah. thing that you could show is how there is a second position to that spare tire door mm -hmm. cover door. yeah yeah yep. speaking of that come over to rivingstories.com and join us there because that might be the first place that video is uploaded to because jimmy you also uploaded another video of drivers plus and stop and go traffic in florida and that was uh fun to watch you're coming from tesla which obviously does quote autopilot yeah. very well um but you seemed like you had a good experience you want to give us like the 30 second recap on that uh, it's good um I, I feel like they are um there's some spots that just don't make sense why mm -hmm. it's mapped here and why it's not mapped there um but we do have a lot of construction going on in i10 so um i think there's probably been a maybe a lane shift that has it kind of not mm -hmm. not seen straight or not you know it's not where it's supposed to yeah. be technically i think my only downside to driver plus so far is when you lane change you are essentially killing that session of driver plus and then you have to re-engage driver plus once you get back into the lane so it's not it's not it, it doesn't free you up to lane change and then lock mm -hmm. you back into that lane it frees you up to make a lane change and it then kills that yep um that driver plus level two session before you turn it you know before you double tap down mm -hmm. to re-engage it but the driver following is really good you know the the adaptive cruise mm -hmm. control is really good um i i did that pretty much the entire way down. Anytime the truck kicked me out of, kicked me out of level two driving, um, I just waited until I got back into an area or waited a little bit um, and then assumed that maybe I was clear of that area uh, to head um, or to try it again. I'm gonna kick us over to uh, something that I'm more personally vested in here. Um, R1S updates, where are we at? Let's talk about what we're learning. Um, 
my window is March, April. At the time of this recording, it's April 18th. I have yet to see that my configuration is locked or any kind of that stuff that we just talked about an hour ago. <laughs> um, but we are hearing that some people are getting contacted for R1S deliveries. Um, I have a couple up here on the screen, but we've heard from more than this. Um, the, the big question as far as like the elephant in the room is that, and we probably had this a little bit with the uh, T as well, it's complex, but obviously there's going to be some questions on why some people are contacted and others aren't. We know that they're still um, prioritizing based on your configuration and your location um, in general, <laughs> but what kind of like updates or summaries would you give as far as like the R1S right now for all the people that are asking, what do we know? What's happening with the S? We don't have a lot of details, but we do know that they're being built in limited volume right now. We have seen that people are getting preliminary buyers agreements and I expect at least some number of deliveries to start within the next month. I can also say that it sounds like journalists were able to go back and do another factory tour last mm -hmm. week. And matter of fact, CNBC had the most clickbait title that <laughs> yeah, I've sure ever did. seen oh my gosh. in my life because they mentioned R1S production in the article title, but then mm -hmm. talked 0% about it. Mm -hmm. Here it is right here. Yeah. Nice. I watched that this morning too, first thing. And yeah, I said, I left that comment to you, Skylar, that yeah. exact same thing. Rivian gradually increases R1S SUV production. That is the start of the article title, and they did not talk about that at all. Thanks, CNBC. No, not even a tiny bit. There has been at least one person on Rivian Stories who switched from Ocean Coast to Black Mountain and immediately was followed up with a PBA. Um, I was contacted by my guide and asked about my interest in switching to uh, Black Mountain as well. And I'm currently in limbo trying to figure out what that would mean as far as like the, the timing, if it, if it helps and how much of a delay there would come with Ocean Coast if there is that delay. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm currently trying yeah. to work through the details of what it would mean if I switch to Black Mountain, because it seems like based on the person that we just mentioned, Kevin, um, that maybe I could have a PBA pretty quick. Uh, after that, if I would switch, uh, but I don't have any concrete information yet as far as Ocean Coast, but that's another obviously big, big thing with the T and the S right now is Ocean Coast. And, um, who knows, maybe we'll hear from that soon. We think, we think that we will, as far as just all the rumors, not just, yeah, just floating out around there. Go ahead, Skylar. If I'm not mistaken, Kyle, his configuration was locked with Ocean Coast interior and then that conversation about switching to Black Mountain came in and he decided yeah. to do it. And yeah, now we got a PBA. Yeah. Um, 
contact your friendly Rivian neighborhood dealer if you want Kyle to get Ocean Coast. <laughs> Kyle, you you should get Ocean Coast. And we know that there's been another, at least one, R1S PBA for a PBA for Ocean Coast, which means that's that's what that person is getting. And... With that being the case, I mean, you are 60 miles from the factory. You are among the very earliest November 2018 pre-order holders. Mm-hmm. I I just don't understand how the process works with regards to prioritizing deliveries and, and scheduling people. And I really wish Rivian would explain that to us and provide some transparency about the process, even if it didn't mean providing, you know, hey, here's here's what you can expect, right? Without setting customer expectations, just tell us how it works. Because right now, there's so many questions and and there's actually a lot of frustration because there are people with the exact same configuration even in the same areas in some cases where later pre-orders are getting their vehicles before earlier pre-orders and to me that sounds indicative of a breakdown in logic or process yeah Yep, we'll have a few of those. I'm sure a part of it, you know, is going to happen. Just uh, pray it's not you. <laughs> All right. If there's no other updates as far as that, we'll we'll keep that informed. That'll probably be one we'll follow up with a lot more as we record every Monday. You know, and kind of give updates on the latest. We'll, yeah. we'll keep an eye on that for, for sure. you. I had this poll linked as as a final thing. I've already mentioned it as far as. One of our upcoming episodes being with a detail specialist, a specialist that's been doing um, Expel wrap for the last five years, um, ceramic coatings for the last 10, 12 years. It's Detail Peoria. We're having him on. And so I had this on here just to remind me to tell the audience we've got that coming Um, But I would also love for you to come over here and give another vote. This has been a a pretty good poll, almost 900 votes on the idea of if Rivian offered PBF from the factory at a competitive rate, would you add it? Um, You can see that I said I would consider at least a front wrap. Uh, I know Mafro wanted like a big no. I want that done locally. This isn't completely like uh, comprehensive of the options but it's a hot topic, and I guess I'll just mention it as far as that's what we're having someone on. There's just a lot of interest in protecting the paint and what do we do. Um, so this yeah. is this is very interesting numbers, and I I know that it's a little bit more complex. Like people are going to want to know uh, what kind of wrap, and we don't know. This is not like no inside information here, like no nothing. I know that as I put this up there with like me personally. I would consider it more if I didn't have to take delivery and then say goodbye for another two weeks and go through the hassle of finding someone local that's trustworthy and all this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So I just like, if it was a factory option, I would at least consider it, right? I'd ask the questions and it would be a great option that I would consider. 
is why I put it up there. And apparently I'm not alone. I mean, we have less than 10%, really 10% that just flat out said no. And at least like 90% saying they consider it or more, or they would do it. Right. So interesting. Uh, if you have any other insights or want to leave more comments, then head on over to this post. We'll try and leave it in the comments or just come to Rivian stories. It'll be one of the top posts as far as just that you'll see in the feed. And, and there's just one thing that I'll add there, Kyle. Mm-hmm. And it's that Rivian is already putting a little bit of PPF on the truck, at least. I assume mm-hmm. they they may do something with the SUV as well. We just haven't seen that firsthand. But, mm-hmm. you know, they're doing the gear tunnel doors already, which, honestly, those could be done better. I'd like to see it wrapped around the edges of the mm-hmm. paint as opposed to leaving a line on the outside. But mm-hmm. um, they're doing some degree of this. And could it could it make sense for them to do more? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that would do it simply, for the, simply from the standpoint of being able to wrap that into the financing versus, um, versus stroking a check or swiping a credit card like we did for what we had done. Definitely something to consider done from the factory. Just for that standpoint just from that standpoint alone. Yeah. yeah. You know, as well. We'll definitely get more into this next week for sure. Anything else that you guys want to make yeah. in yeah, yeah, yeah. to uh this episode? Get okay. Kyle his R one S with Ocean Coast. <laughs> Guess Skyler is with Black Mountain. Okay, folks, that's it for this one. Thank you so much for listening. Please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or both. Again, it actually does help us grow and keep making content. And remember, we hang out with the amazing community over at RivianStories.com every day. Joining is completely free, so please hop on over there, and we'll chat with you soon. Again, that's at RivianStories.com. Thanks.